0: Hello, this is the Potter's Podcast and welcome. After a fantastic week that's happened after the 3-1 result against Swansea and of course yesterday the fantastic result against Nottingham Forest, we're here to discuss it. We're not only going to go through the match, we're going to do the player ratings, we're going to go through the transfer window and what's left of it is there going to be a couple of surprise signings that we don't know about yet. Me and Angela are going to discuss everything and we're going to go through of course the supporters council and many other things on, on top of that so keep listening so hello Ange how are you feeling after this fantastic week of being a Stoke fan well I was feeling really good but
1: now I'm absolutely ecstatic because Arsenal have just
0: got battered I know it's great news ain't it? I've I've been watching the game sort of laughing all the way through because yeah. everybody who knows me knows I absolutely hate Arsenal I can't stand them and it's great to see I won't play them this is what I'm eating <laughs> I won't play him. <laughs> this yes. is the thing. Yes.
1: Well, we might be. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> what way you of it? What do you reckon the odds are? I'm not Arsenal going down.
1: No, but I mean, there could be a sea on the way out if we carry on playing like we do and they carry playing, you know, playing like they have. We could just swap places. But ah. I, I really don't think they'll c- go down. Sadly, no, enough of that. Anyway, this is about Stoke.
0: Yes, it's about Stoke, and that's what we're going to discuss now. Obviously, after a magnificent three-one performance against Swansea and then followed up, to me, that one of the most professional performances I've seen in a long time. We haven't seen these kind of performances for a while, have we, where we're doggy, it's scrappy, but we come out on top. I haven't seen that for a while under Rowett, under Jones, and even under early Michael O'Neill. There is something building now, when positivity is coming back. You must agree. Yeah, well, it's
1: rare that we agree so early on, but um, <laughs> we worked hard for the win. It was a deserved win, and I went to Swansea and you know if we'd have lost that game that journey is horrible and I couldn't believe how well they we played and I thoroughly expected it to be after the Lord Mayor's show with Stoke because that's the way it's been in the past but you've got a completely rebuilt squad and like you say he's built something now and when when it, it was obvious that Powell wasn't going to play and I thought we missed him as we always do in the first half but With Vantage starting and then Soyuz coming on, we we have got more strength now in depth. Um, But I think the game at Fulham will will be a testing one and we'll really know then, as much as we're on cloud nine now, we'll know then where we really are in the pecking order because I think Fulham are head and shoulders above everybody else in the league.
0: Yeah, I, I do feel that Fulham have kept hold of a lot of quality, but bringing in a player like Harry Wilson you know, that's real quality and, and I think £15 million they've spent. So they have got money that we haven't got. We've got it, but we can't spend it, obviously, because of FFP. Yeah. And it is a big test because I think the international break's after that, isn't it? so we've got a week off after the Fulham game. So it's it's a it's a big game, that is. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous and excited at the same time. And we'll probably discuss more about that after the player ratings, which we'll go into now if you're ready. I'm ready. Right, let's go straight in then with Bersic.
1: Well, he didn't have any. He didn't have a shot to stop, um, because even the poor bloke that took that free kick when he found out all the fans had got to go home on a coach, not on the train, <laughs> he ballooned that over the bar, which was just fantastic, um, which made my day. That and you going over the taxi, I thought that was funny. But apart from that, he had he had one thing where he hesitated. I don't know if you remember the one I mean, and he came out and then went back and. Um, so I'm going
0: to give him a seven. Yeah, I agree, I'm going to him for seven as well. To be honest, he didn't have a lot to do, he was a bit shaky with that, obviously, that performance, but other than that, he, he did everything he needed to do, I thought his kick was a little bit more improved today as well, yeah. when he was booting the ball up, he wasn't mm-hmm. his spewing out for corners, or going in dangerous areas towards the opposition. Better performance, and I think, is he number one now, in your opinion? No, he isn't still, I, I still think at this moment in time, Adam Davis is a, is a better keeper, I think he's
1: got less mistakes in him, but Bursic will be the better keeper, and it's obvious that why. That's what my, Michael O'Neill thinks, and he won't get the experience if he doesn't play. So, um, I feel sorry for Adam Davis because he's never let us down. Um, but Bursic's the way forward. So you can't knock anything that Michael O'Neill does at the moment. I mean, he's even sold James. Well, given away James McLean.
0: I know it's been a, it's been a great window. Just, <laughs> it's even better now. I
1: know
0: it's literally got everything gone and. Brought in young, good quality players. I can't. I can't wait for it. We might even get a ten from me on yeah, that. Yeah, and, and
1: just <laughs> just before we move on to the next person in the player rating, it, it did make me laugh when uh, Hogan scored, the scored, all the players, uh, even McLean scored. I think there's a couple others as well. And it didn't matter this weekend because we scored and won. Yeah, nobody
0: cared. And nobody cares. And it's great when it's performance after performance that we've been seeing. Yet yeah, it was dodgy against Birmingham, but they got the point. And, yeah. and it's so positive at the moment. Every every time I'm putting anything up on my pages, the Potters or the Stoke pages, all they're do is positivity. And it's quite frightening. I haven't said it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been five six years of, it's rubbish, but now it's like, we're brilliant. And it, it puts me on edge. But anyway, we're going off subjects. Now we're moving to Ostegard. Now, I think Ostergard's already a cult figure. I mean, I, I think
1: I told you I have the... I have the the privilege of interviewing him after his debut. And, my God, I wouldn't like to, If he said stand up, I'd stand up. He's a he's a he's quite a, a dominating character. But, my word, he's passionate. And I don't know if you noticed when we scored that great goal yesterday, he was one of the first ones up having a smile and a laugh and a cheer with the crowd. He, he really whips people up. I thought he was outstanding again. I thought all the defence were good, actually. Um, and I don't want to get carried away, but I'm going to give him an eight.
0: Oh God, you're going straight in. Uh, I'll go in again with a seven. I thought he was fantastic again. But he did have a bit of a dodgy moment towards the end of the second half. Where he did some kind of leap like Superman, cause <laughs> <laughs> which which brought Suter out of place and and luckily he completely wasted the opportunity. But it, it, it was a bit of it was, I didn't really know what to do. I just <laughs> I just sort of held me back going, No, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and luckily, luckily we're playing forest and they're hopeless, so I, I yeah. didn't mind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going I'll go with another steady seven, and uh, we'll move it to Harry Suter.
1: Well, I mean, you can't fault Harry Suter, really. The one time he took one for the team when uh, we got a little bit stretched, as you said, he, he was very professional. He took the bloke out in a nice way. And so I'm giving Harry Suter
0: an 8-2. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with, with an 8 as well, to be honest with you. I'm going to follow you. I thought he was brilliant defensive work. I mean, he was clearing every ball that he could airily. He was unbeatable. I know, to be fair, he was playing against, let's be honest, a uh, very poor Nottingham Forest side that we'll discuss, but he did everything he had to do, and you were right, he, he did get a yellow card, but it was it was either a yellow card or a 1-1. So, yeah. uh, you know, you can't take anything away from it. It was a bit of an heroic yellow card. We make said next year we're going, that's an heroic yellow card, that is. And I've never heard that before, but I'll take it. I think it's a good it's a good way of doing it. Yeah, well,
1: he deserves an eight for heroic yellow card in my
0: opinion yeah heroic really yellow card it's the new new word right so we're moving to Ben Wilmot who I think is becoming Stokes best player I don't know if you, if you agree or not but I think he's not brilliant
1: not while he has a ponytail he won't be, ever be the best player for me but uh, being serious now <laughs> <laughs> being serious I know he's you because you can't grow a ponytail by the way yeah, I know. About that. but I, I think when you look at People were really upset that we'd sold Nathan Collins, and I still think Nathan Collins will be a fabulous footballer. The fact that he hasn't played for Burnley at the moment, I, I'm not bothered about that, he will be a great footballer. But we haven't missed him. And that is the mark of selling somebody for X million and buying somebody for a lot less X million, and him in fitting into the team and playing well. I still think, like I've said before, I think he's got a mistake in. Him. Um, a daft mistake in him, but I thought he was outstanding again yesterday. In fact I thought everybody was outstanding yesterday for, for the reasons you said. They they it was great in the first half and they found a way to in the second. So um I don't think he was out, as outstanding as Suter or Ostergaard so I'm
0: gonna give him a seven. Um I'm gonna give him a twelve. Um Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, he's getting in with another seven with Ostergaard. Um I thought he was brilliant to be honest. Um again it's just his movement i've not seen a defender so quick and how he mops things up and and sort of supports the midfield which is a fantastic addition to the squad i think it makes such a difference as well until yeah. soya's gets in that position properly and and then we we'll, we'll probably even look at a better defensive unit when soya's gets himself up ready and fit and playing every week yeah. And, uh, I, know, I know this is
1: ponytail love I know that's the, well, you know the, well I'm
0: not a big lock. fan of ponytails I'm not a big fan of uh, long haired on blokes but <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter really he's just a brilliant footballer no. and I think it, it, the age he is it's it's so exciting we've talked we talk about Ostergaard and I think Ostergaard he has got a bit of fear about him he does he's got that same kind of not presence as Hoof because Hoof was a lot bigger a bigger bloke but he, he, he has that kind of I don't know, is it Vince Overson I'm thinking of? Someone who's a bit, sort of looked a bit unstable. Yeah, I'll leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> man. <Mom. laughs> yeah, and you've got Wilmot there with the pace and can definitely play. I think, to be honest, the way he passes the ball is like a holding midfielder. And his yeah. performance yesterday was was very solid. And to be honest, that, that the entire game, I, apart from that one slip-up, I didn't see, think we were going to concede a goal. We just never looked like we the a goal. We were just too quick at the back; they couldn't get rounders and, and it was job done, I think, from the first minute, to be honest. Yeah, and you've also got to get a shot on
1: target to score unless you're very
0: unlucky with a deflection. And they didn't. Yeah. And that's what that like, a good defence is. It's growing and it's young.
1: Hopefully yep. we can get
0: us to go on a parent basis. That's that that's obviously one that we'll be looking at, at the end of the season. But so far so good, very solid. Right, we're going to Tommy Smith now.
1: Now Tommy Smith, when he joined Stoke, I was not a big fan of, and I wasn't a big fan of last season. And now I think he's brilliant. You know, he's bombing forward. He probably should have scored quite early on when we had that when he had that shot, if you remember, right? Early
0: yeah, right on. at the beginning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but again, I th- I think he was really, really excellent and. If I can go to the point 0.5 mark, I'm going
0: 7.5 for Tommy Smith. That, no, I'm not. Oh, that's rubbish. I'm going for an 8. You're going for an 8. Whoa. Whoa. Tommy Smith, you've changed. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely changed my entire philosophy on Tommy Smith from from the four games I've seen of him so far this season. Where, see, now he's got a younger man behind him, not a Danny Batt or a, a James Chester. He's a different player. And I can understand why um, Nathan Jones bought him now. For that right, right wing back role. Fair enough he hasn't got a consistent cross. But he's a right wing back. I don't expect that yet. And if we're in the Premier League. You might have to look at replacing. But so far. Every time he broke forward. Whenever we got caught. Which happened twice. He got caught with, 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 up the top end. When the ball lost. Yep. There was Ostergaard. And there come Then slotted in Joe Allen. The tactical was brilliant. And Smith now has got that license to do what he's doing and what and breaking forward, and it's such a breath of fresh air. We look hundred times fitter just from bringing in two new centre backs. It's absolutely fantastic, and for me, Tommy Smith gets an eight because he's he's he was the outlet all game, and every yeah. time that the Forest team just couldn't cope with him, he was there, he was there every time they looked to the right, left to the side of the left back, there was Tommy Smith. He was fantastic his balls were flying floating in and, and to be honest if one of them to be honest should have been a goal because i don't know how to be honest fletcher was at fault for that but he, he should have got in and got the goal It was a great cross just yeah, about wow. midway through the second half and i'm so impressed with him and that's why i mean he'll definitely get an eight from me okay right now we're going to captain joe allen
1: now Captain Joe Allen, who I said the last time we did a podcast, um, I wasn't sure he was good enough to be a defensive holding midfielder because I didn't think he had the physicality and I wasn't sure what he did because he did bits of everything. I thought he had, if not his best match for Stoke yesterday, I thought he had one of his best matches. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And he was at Swansea too. He played so well at Swansea and he followed it up yesterday. And so again... Uh, Mr. Joe Allen,
0: you're getting an eight from me. An eight from you? Uh, to be honest, I completely agree. I mean, everyone knows I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not his worst enemy either. I thought he had a fantastic game yesterday. Defensively, he picked everything up. He kept making high tackles as well. The press was on all the time. And every time Forrest tried to break, he was there to slow him down or stop him. And it was uh, that's what I've been wanting to see from him for a while. It's just trying to get that consistency out of him. because As soon as he bumps up against a powerful person he, he does sort of end up on the, on his backside. but yeah. yesterday he didn't and he was he was trying to keep Varancic at the top end he was trying to keep the ball at the top end and yeah it was a very good performance he gets an eight from me w- as well because it, I think that's the best performance I've seen since before he had that serious injury and yes, I've, definitely. I'm very impressed with that and if he can carry on then I'll have no qualms about him being captain if he can keep putting them performances in there's no question of it, which is why he gets an eight. Oh,
1: yippee.
0: Right, so now we're moving to Sam Clucas.
1: Now, Sam Clucas, I didn't think he had a brilliant first half. Um, mind you, not of them had a brilliant first half. But he kept going, he kept trying, he kept tracking back, he kept trying to get forward. And I like Sam Clucas. I, I think there's goals in Sam Clucas. But I don't think he was as exceptional as the likes of Joe Allen, Tommy Smith. So I'm going to give him a seven.
0: A seven from you, Sam Lucas. This is the first, I think he was the worst player on the pitch, to be honest. He, he was trying, but his, his crossing was horrendous. I couldn't believe some of the crosses. Right. He, he kept losing the ball again, similar to the Birmingham game, which I wasn't impressed with. But to be fair, towards the end of the second half, he did start moving into the right places with that little jimmy where he broke through the back line towards the end of the game. And he, he, go, he gets a six because of you know, for the first probably 60 minutes, he was a little bit laboured, his balls weren't good, he wasn't sort of getting involved enough, and whenever he did, he kept losing the ball, but towards the end, he did start getting a bit more involved until he got subbed, obviously, and, um, yeah, I th- I th- I'll go over six, I think there was a reason he was subbed off. Well, I think
1: you're very harsh, because um, I I thought that he he was better than he was at... Um, in other matches, and and I'm going to revert back to the Swansea match. I've got a lot of admiration for, I know it's daft, and I know it was a silly thing to do, but he takes so much stick at Swansea, that when he scored that really good goal, passed the ball into the net, and took his shirt off, I thought, there you go, that's a good one. Um, So, he'd get an extra mark from me for that anyway. I know it wasn't the same match, but I thought his goal at Swansea was pretty good. Yeah,
0: but that's a different game.
1: Um... I know, but you're marking him down, because, well, I think
0: you're mocking him down because of his hair colour. Uh, well, that's. that's, that's, that's what, what, what colour is his haircut, Dan? It's a, a reddish colour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to be ginger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Really. <laughs> well, that's got no to do it, I think half the team is, But uh, it'll be fine. Right, so now we're moving to the returning hero of Varantich. Now, I thought
1: Varantich. Uh, I mean in mean, it's contribution towards the goal that we scored which I know we'll come on to because that's if that goal had been scored by any other football club in the football league Premier League or European leagues they'd be showing it throughout the world because you won't see many better goals than that as a team goal uh, I thought Vrancic did well uh, he's a calming influence um, his dead ball passing is great wasn't as brilliant yesterday as it has been in the past but I think maybe we, I'm looking for it more now because um, he's so good with a dead ball. But I I I'd have him in my starting eleven. It's gonna be interesting to see what the starting eleven turns into at the end of this transfer window, if there's no injuries. But again, um I'm gonna give
0: him a seven. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with a steady seven as well. I think he was too high up the pitch and I think his mobility on that stage sort of struggled. But he he still his possession side, as we all know, in his in his dead ball situation is is good. Felt that he was a bit too too out the pitch for me, and it, I think yesterday we did miss Nick Powell because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think if Nick Powell played against Forest, I think that would have been three four nil. I'll be brutally yes, honest with too. you. I did
1: too. And you miss you miss his little uh, s don't you? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. I, like I, he it
1: just brightens up the game. If there's any dog patches, you know that uh, Nick will come through and give you something to talk about.
0: Yeah, he's one of them players that goes missing, but wherever he comes up, he impacts, and that's why we do miss him. I think Vrancic is better in that deeper role, because like you say, he does calm the midfield down, he calms down Joe Allen, because he finds space and he can and he can pick his passes. But, you know, he had a lot to do with the first goal, with the, with the, the only goal, and, you know, that's why he gets a seven. I think if he played deeper, he'd be more impactful, which we've already seen, yeah. and that's why he gets some marks from me. Right, okay. so now we're going to the club's man of the match, which was Josh Simon.
1: Again, I had the privilege of interviewing Josh after the match and he's, a, he's a, you can see how hard he's worked and, and I remember when we signed him everybody was saying this bloke was going to be fantastic and he, he seemed to lose his way and Michael O'Neill thinks that's because he, he, he'd suffered under different managers, but at Swansea and again yesterday, um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant, he's just unbelievable going forward, indeed. He? He's just yeah, yeah. unbelievable. And he, he did a couple of nutmegs at Swansea, which were brilliant. I know I keep going back to that match, but you know, some of us went for the four hours trip. Um, and I also thought he was outstanding yesterday and man of the match without a doubt for me. And the goal just capped up the performance. And he said, as it was his first goal for Stoke, he didn't know what to do. Well, I thought he did it great, he ran behind the goal. The boot and end. Can you imagine scoring your first goal after you've had such a torrid two years, maybe more at Stoke and slotting in the end of a, a really great move and then doing it in front of the boot and end and it being the winning goal. Fantastic for the lad. And I am going to give him an eight and a half.
0: An eight and a half. Yep. I think that's quite stingy. I'm going in with for nine. I'll be really honest with you. I thought was brilliant. Just time. Up
1: no, no, I'm not. Time.
0: He was absolutely brilliant. And I bet you, it's Nottingham Forest shivering the boots every single time they hear the name Josh Tymon now. Because this is it's- twice now. He's absolutely terrified him. Yeah. And to, to be honest, I, the problem we know the biggest problem with Josh Time is the consistency. But if he but the last two games a bit of the performances have massively improved. He looks at home there now, which is yeah, the big does. improvement about what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And he took I'm his,
1: delighted
0: for him. Uh, I'm delighted because the I think the biggest problem that came in. He came in when we were in the Premier League. We missed out on Robertson and got this lad because we. And I think somebody said he was betty. So I think he's lived on that pressure for a long time, and then over time, with different managers, they've just sort of palmed away like he's nothing. And Michael he has looked at him after his loan spell in Portugal and gone, no, there's a player there. We're just going to slowly, here and there, introduce him in. And it's worked, because now the consistency's starting to... Sl- I know it's only two yeah. games, but it's starting to shine. And yesterday, he was the man on the pitch. He was absolutely fantastic. He barely gave the ball away. Yet he made a couple of bad crosses, which we won't talk about. But he took his chance beautifully. It was great touch. Bang. Bottom corner. Brilliant strike. And it, it was. we knew we needed a hero to pop up. So I was saying to be mate, this is screaming out a nil-nil. And then he just took that chance and relieved the crowd. And this is the big difference, like what I said, and I've said at the beginning. Those are the games, since we dropped to the championship, we'd either lose or draw. Now yep. we're winning them. And yep. young players like Tyman are stepping up to it. He, he understands now what his role is and he knows he's now got a manager that will put his arm round him and give him that good look, and, and he gets all the credit from me and that's why he gets man of the match in nine
1: Well he gets man of the match from me in eight and a half but um, I do I do think there are very few occasions where somebody scores a goal for Stoke and the whole of the stadium applauds and it was just a perfect end to a perfect move and, and every way you looked in the stadium even the begrudging Nottingham Forest fans
0: clapping that goal it was just a sensational goal well i'll be i'll be honest with you and i was sat next to the way and they weren't clapping <laughs> no, was, either that or they were waving two fingers at me i'm not sure what you i interpreted that as clapping <laughs> yeah they weren't clapping like i can guarantee you that <laughs> are you gonna get a second i think you were saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, right so now we'll move on to jacob brown now everybody listening to this
1: podcast be honest most of you, most of you thought he was rubbish. Most of you thought he couldn't trap a bag of cement. I'm not saying I did. Of course I didn't. I thought he was wonderful. No, I think he's been an absolute revelation this year. He's he's um he's obviously improved as a footballer. His ability to hold the ball up is better. In fact, his hold up play is really really good. But the one thing that I can't believe is the guy never ever. All our pressing starts with Jacob Brown. Yeah. He never stops running. He's got this attitude that he's just going to keep going forever. And, and he actually um, is so important to this team. Uh, he's, not, he's not great technically, but he's getting better, as I've said. But you'll never, ever... He reminds me of a, a souped-up Johnny Walters. And if he can score as many goals as Johnny Walters has scored, then uh, fantastic. But I, I just think he's... Uh, I mean, he's just brilliant. Uh, his effort... He's epitomises everything a Stoke supporter wants. So,
0: he's just below uh, Josh Tymon for me. It was very close for Man of the Match, so I'm going to give him an eight as well. Uh, yeah, I agree, I'm, but I'm going to go in with a seven. I, thought, I've, 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 I, can't, I can't believe the difference in him from last season to this season. I'm, I'm so impressed with him. Like We saw glimpses of it last season, didn't we? Like The cup matches mainly, where I was like, oh, we've got a bit of a player here. And tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a short Mamadi Sidibe to me, yeah. he, he really yeah. does, so the way he holds the ball up, the way he touches, but the problem is he's got the same touch as Mamadi Sidibe with time, <laughs> like Amen. yesterday I, I remember he got the ball and all he had to do was turn, he'd beaten the man, he didn't even need to touch the ball really, he could have just let it go in front of him and then ran onto it, and he touched it and gave it away, and I was like, it's just that like Sadibi, isn't he, because he was like just terrible touch unless it was on his head. But the thing is with Brown he never gives up and he works so hard and he's now niggling goals in that every now and again as well which is which can only help us for the season especially if we are going to try and push for promotion this year which I can't see why we can't.
1: And, no I agree.
0: And I think that The reason he gets to seven was of course his touch let him down a few times yesterday but he never gave up and he was he he gives us that energy that Fletcher didn't yesterday because to be honest we'll go on to Fletcher next and I'll, I'll explain the score there. But he was—he was so important to the way we was dropping it, and linking it with Vranic. He was constantly dropping back to try and support. He was getting Tommy Smith away down the right hand side. He had such a good game. But he, he, again, like I say with me, those touches and that little bit of sloppy when he comes down to touch and getting himself away did let him down a bit. But he is improving, and that's that's all we can ask for as Stoke fans that these players work hard and then the improvements will come which happened with Walters and happened with many other players and I can see Brown being a really good player once he gets that touch sorted out and that movement, right. Yeah, okay. And that's why I've got him with a seven. Right, so now we'll move into Stephen Fletcher.
1: Now Stephen Fletcher to me, I've said this before, he's a much better player than I gave him credit for. I didn't think his game was one of the best he's had yesterday but he's always there or thereabouts. He did some lovely passes, he did some great flicks and to me, he's one of those players that the opposition always have to keep a tight rein on because otherwise he'll score. And I think he's a much bigger influence on the pitch than, than people think. I know Jacob Brown says he's always helping him and telling him what to do. And I know some of the other players think he's a, he's a really, really good leader. So, one's his best game, one's his worst game, so I'm giving him a seven.
0: I'll get a go with a six, same as Sam Klukas. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch, but he was. in my opinion, he was close second. I thought he was out of the game too much. He was dropping too deep when he hasn't got the pace to break forward. I felt that he wasn't in the box when the crosses were flying in. And I, and I felt like, to me, Sam Surridge should have started for me. I know, I know Michael O'Neill might have reasons because fitness, which I couldn't understand. But I, I wasn't impressed with Stephen Fletcher. There was a lot of, you know, sort of talking to me mate, in the stand game. what... what? Mm, get him off. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> it, it was. It just. We all know Fletcher. We love Fletcher. But for me now, with his age and how he is, I think Stephen Fletcher towards the future of the season needs to be more of an impact sub rather than a starting player for me. Unless... I think that might happen
1: as the season progresses. But I think at this moment in time, while he's as fit as he's going to
0: be, I think he'll he'll start more matches than he won't. Going now into the overall performance. What what do you go in with that score? For the overall performance, I'll give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half, that's, yeah. I'm going to go on with an eight as well. I thought it was a it was solid performance. I mean, first half, I thought we were very sloppy with the ball. I thought we were. Uh, it was becoming a bit of a scrap, second half of the first half. But I think second half, we just came out on the quality, Sean, and we were just the better side. We we had a couple of mistakes, which obviously suited out to get the Hero, heroic yellow card, and octogar did it weird dive Superman dive to try and stop the forest player to break through but Suter mopped up I thought it was a very solid performance for me and we did what we haven't done for a while which is to win these kind of games which is why yeah. you get such an eye more. I thought it was very good yesterday good.
1: well I'm glad they pleased you that's great
0: well, if they pleased me they must be doing something very good I tell you <laughs> right
1: so now we'll move on
0: to Michael O'Neill's rating well I think Michael O'Neill's done a fantastic job he says
1: that with further ahead than he expected because of the amount of players he's got out. And I I thought uh, his subs were better in terms of timing because it was quite clear that we needed to make a couple of changes so I'm
0: going to give him an eight eight and a half too. I'll go with another nine uh, this time. I think it was a very... You've
1: been on the booze, haven't you?
0: I, haven't, I don't drink, you know this. <laughs> I famously <laughs> don't drink. But, um, <laughs> so, I could yeah. have one then. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I thought he was fantastic, fantastic yesterday. The way he set it up, he's straight away fitted new players in without really knowing him, to be honest. Ostergaard and all these other players, he he's only had him like a couple of weeks and he's fitted them in like like they're at home. And it, yeah. it's, it's fantastic for the manager. And his, his substitutions were done at the right time because the game was sort of slowly tinkering to the scrappy side towards Nottingham Forest. Never looked in danger, but but he made the subs at the right time. I think Surrey's come out at the right time. I think Sawyer came on as well just to freshen the midfield up and, and bring a bit of strength and pace into the midfield at the right stage at the end of the game. And... Yeah, he gets nine for me. I thought I thought it was a very good performance, and the way Michael O'Neill's setting things up, I'm very excited for the rest of the season.
1: And I think you've been really unfair on Jordan Thompson there too. Um, he came on. Um, I also thought, being serious now, I thought that Sawyer's had a very, very good cameo performance. He he was demanding the ball. I mean, every time he's ever played against Stoke, he, when I watched, he's he's been single-handedly destroyed us. Uh, and I thought he, he just showed his class. He was calling for the ball, calling for it back. And, and I thought, as you say, I thought the, the substitutions were made at the right time. But for me, the game against Nottingham Forest will be remembered for two things. That's the fact that when you're in dear, real bad t- trouble and you, you think, mm, this season started awful, and then you find your train isn't going back, uh, and then you you lose to a goal that was just started from the back and went all the way down the pitch, and, and then you've got the the cross, the the flick. I mean, it, Stoke. I think have put a tweet on, haven't they, about the dummy, the backheel, the pass, the finish. I don't think we'll see a better goal
0: from the team anywhere else this season. Well done. No, it's it's definitely already a contender for goal season. That is just incredible passing through the middle. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was Johnti, I think it was Johnti Sargent who put up It was, yeah. Who, who said it and I said to him after the game I said, Have you ever had a bigger cheer in your life? And he goes, Not until we get promoted <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. His timing was perfect actually and I, I know Johnti quite well and I admire him for not laughing because I know that he was dying a thousand deaths trying not to laugh. But his comic timing was brilliant when he said, Attention, all Nottingham fans, Nottingham Forest fans and then there was the pause. You've got no trains, <laughs> or something similar.
0: It was, brill- it was brilliant. brilliant. We were sat. We were sat <laughs> right they, next at to him. At the same point, you know, at the same point when when they they said they were going back on the
1: coach, or at that point he he took that one
0: free kick and it sort of went fifty foot above the bar. It was just brilliant. Yeah, they had, they had the Stoke fan started singing "Going Home" and attacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was a great. To be honest, I really enjoyed yesterday. It's because. You know, the first game, was I was always on edge because of the you know, the, the sloppy defending at times. But yesterday, I really enjoyed it. We had a packed away end where they were pretty much sold out. Great atmosphere coming across. I got loads of stick and so did a lot of other Stoke fans on the borders. But as soon as that goal went in, they went absolutely silent. They started joining in with us when we were singing You're Getting Sacked in the Morning. Which
1: yeah, I mean, that was the one thing I was quite surprised about because in all the games I, I've seen as soon as we scored um, the Forest very early in the season to do this the Forest fans turn on the players and the manager and that's a sign of a club that's in turmoil I think or, or it appears to be in turmoil um,
0: yeah it is, but, it is, it is
1: yeah I, I, I I'll, look how would you feel if, if you'd come all that way on a route well, much not all that way but you'd come that distance on a a vile day and yet again you've lost and you've not got a point this season you'd be pretty down but I don't think you, you'd
0: turn on the team the way they did so they've obviously got problems yeah yeah, they're, they're close to very serious problems as well because they're, they're being investigated as well from what yeah. I've been hearing and said about the uh, financial fair play because they have spent a lot of money for us, and yeah. they've, they've got nowhere near even the playoffs which shows you that sometimes throwing money at it can be a real
1: well, we know that, sake.
0: don't we? Well, yeah, yeah. We only did it once. We, we, they've been doing it for years. <laughs> <It's> a, bit <laughs> a bit of a difference. But yes, speaking of spending money, we we go back to the same thing that I'm glad will soon be ending soon, which is the transfer rumours. Do you feel there's going to be any surprises? Do you feel it's going to be any more now after the Remain-Soyers deal? I genuinely feel that on, at the 11th hour, Stoke will get
1: another right-sided player in. I know they've been trying... I know they're desperate to get somebody in because we haven't got any cover on the right side. And I think that they will get somebody in. Um, I think that if they do get somebody in, and this is just me, no inside information, I think you'll possibly see uh, Tom Ince go out uh, on the last day of the window. I I do believe that he will be here as the cover, if necessary. But I do think we'll get one more player in, yes. And no, I don't think we'll get Liam Delap. I'd be delighted if we did, but I
0: just don't think we will. I think I agree with you. I think if Liam Delap was going to be in, I think he would have been in bar now. If, he'd, yes. if he, if he, if he, if he'd had a walk around the club two weeks ago, he's not going to wait two, three weeks to come. The only way Liam Delap's coming Stoke is if Man City do a last-minute deal for Kane. That's... Yes,
1: I would agree with that, and even then, I'm not so sure he'll come to Stoke. And I can tell you now, he's been down the training ground; they're probably once a month since uh, since he was about four. So there's nothing new with him coming down the training ground, probably less now he's at Man City. I, I actually do wonder if, uh, and don't get, get me wrong on this, I think he's a really outstanding prospect, but I do wonder whether his age and his ability and his ability to play in matches that we will be playing in the championship, I actually wonder if he's any better than the ones people we've got then.
0: Well, would he's you, not got the experience. Well, he, he definitely hasn't got the experience because I don't know if he's ever played a game, or he's only made what, is one subject appearance he's made. Anti he, so far in his career.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know numbers. If he come in, would he be a better option than Fletcher? It's all ifs some buts, isn't it? Because you know when Sam Sarge was signed, I was going, but him for he can't score goals. And he scores two two goals in two games. Yeah, so but
1: the, but the thing is. And, and I know I'm, I might be repeating myself. And you've got a chance to stay at Manchester City, or you've got a chance to come into Stoke and rotating with three other strikers. I'd stay at Manchester City because he's not guaranteed to play every game at Stoke. You can't guarantee. Nobody can guarantee that. And if Man City want that guarantee, then he won't be coming to Stoke because I don't think Michael O'Neill would do it.
0: No, I agree. Not not with a lack of experience. If he'd had, if he, I don't know, gone Northampton or something, and banged in 18 goals and then Stoke were after him the year after, then I'd go, yeah, give him a go, because he might, he might yeah. get to be important, but we yeah. don't know how good he is, really. No. He's not played any football, so we can only go off what he's done in the youth levels. So as a spare player or a backup, then you'd go, yeah, the lap would be good. He's one of them players that, you know, we'd rather permanent, where we could bleed him in. But when it's yeah. a lone signing of a young player, we made this mistake last season with Jack Clark and with Robbie Matondo, where they just weren't ready. And it can make a big impact on your first team if you're bringing someone where you're forced to play him when he isn't ready. And it, it could make a, it could cost us the chance of going up. So yeah. I agree with them. If there's a chance of getting him and and it's all in place where he can play now and again and just get a bit of experience, perfect loan signing. If, if they're expecting him to play every week, then you have to leave it, don't you? Simple as that. Yeah. And yeah. the rumour I'm hearing that that has been coming out is that it's is it Tommy Kane from...
1: Well, QPR. I'll squash that rumor for you right now, in so much that he was asked straight after the match. I was standing next to the person that asked him, and he said, "Well, that's a new one to me, so I think you can completely discount that." And if he was thinking about signing this guy, then I think he would have said, "Well, that's one we're looking at." But he dismissed it straight away.
0: So that's a that's a definite no, then, is it?
1: Well, it would be to me. I mean, I've I've spoken to him a few times, and. If he doesn't want to tell you something, you'll he, skirt around it. I've never known him openly saying untruth about anything uh, in terms of the players.
0: But have you ever seen him come out and go, yeah, he's done, it's next week, it's sorted.
1: No, but I have seen him come out <laughs> and say, well, that's the one we're looking at. And he just said, it's news to me, It's so I would discount it completely. And ah, that's so as near as you can get to say no, isn't it?
0: So far, this wind has been absolutely magnificent, Auntie. I, I can't knock anything so far. It's been absolutely well, amazing.
1: Not just for the ins.
0: Yeah, it's the outs. Um, for
1: the outs. And, and if you think about it, sadly, some of those outs, I say sadly, that's not really the right word, is it? We probably won't see them again because there'll be free agents after this summer. Uh, some of them. So, um, goodbye
0: and good luck. The and outs. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, most of them, yeah. It is, thanks for nothing. Arsenal have got this problem, not they, where they can't get rid of players so they can... Reform the squad, and yeah, it, my
1: heart bleeds for the Arsenal. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it, I I can't
0: tell you how how sad I am. Oh, I'm, I'm telling
1: my voice, can't you? Yeah, you
0: could tell him my voice. that I'm really, it's
1: absolutely really, brilliant,
0: isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I, from from a young age, because I think I was five when I watched when I watched tape videotape. I am that age where I watched the two semi-finals in was it 71 72 where we lost to Arsenal through very very circumstantial decisions in
1: the game well I was a young person then too but I was at both of those matches and I I will never ever change
0: my opinion at either match that we were robbed oh yeah we were robbed there's no question um, about
1: not not just by bad refereeing I'll just leave it that we were robbed and I know the players that played in those matches, and in fact, I, I was in the car with when I'm going to Swansea. I know I'm dropping names, and I don't mean to. I'm sorry. Name I was it. driving. I was chauffeur. <laughs> and um, It still hurts those players like you wouldn't believe, and and hurt like that doesn't stay if you don't think you didn't. They all think they were robbed, and they were. Yeah, they were but, well, um, robbed. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about the Arsenal. You've ruined my weekend now. Bringing that up,
0: they're getting battered, Cheese up. I <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> you might be going down the terrible. <laughs> it <doesn't
1: Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, you know the last time I remember a goal um, being scored at Stoke, where everybody applauded like mad, was the Bowling goal against Arsenal that was disallowed for offside, and he was never offside. Yeah, He's that always, was. Yeah. Always been awesome yeah.
0: it's, it's always that's always annoyed me because I think we would have absolutely battered him if yeah. if well, that we battered goes did not yeah I mean he came back didn't the second half but I think if that had yes. gone in it was because there's nothing wrong with it I yeah. think that could have been another five six one I really do yeah. bit do like it. the
1: Liverpool game but we digress
0: oh god it, it still brings me great chills that game. I, I bring it up at least at least once a month the six yeah. one it's a great day yeah. but anyway great. we're going to we're going too far off subject yes we are Right, so the transfer window obviously is near enough done. A question that I've been asked to put to you Do you think we've got a real chance of promotion this year?
1: Yes, I do. After this match at Fulham, uh, I think we'll have a more idea whether we've got a realistic chance for the top two. But given the start we've had and the ability of the players so far to, to grind out the result that they got at Birmingham and to get the result they've got against Nottingham and, and to to look as hungry as they do then I'll be really gutted if we don't make the playoffs so uh, now after four matches I'm uh, nailing my colours to the mast and saying playoffs at least after the Fulham game we've got quite a tricky October we've got West Brom as well in October Um, if we can pick up a lot of points in the next month or so you got Bournemouth as well in October Cardiff away Millwall no I think Cardiff's at home Bournemouth's at home West Brom's at home and you've got Millwall and Sheffield United. That's a really tough month. And um, we'll need some points. Because we aren't going to sail through. There's going to be blips. And that might be a horrible month when we, we come back down to earth. But I do think we, we are nailed on playoffs at the moment. There you go. Killed myself.
0: <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> what about you? I'm, I've got a real suspicion on second place again. I just think the way you were playing. And the thing is, Campbell's not back yet. And if we can get Powell more consistent, linking in with a combination of Surridge and Campbell, I think we've got a good forward line that can grow. I'm not going to yeah. put any enough pressure on it yet because obviously there's a long way to go. But I'm very impressed with what we've got with really our star player not playing, but we're yeah. picking up good solid results. And yeah. I, f- I feel we've got this feeling because West Brom are losing all their quality, and o and Garner's been linked to Norwich, and they're not not Norwich. Um, West Ham, so there's a chance that they could go a bit weaker, they've lost Sawyers now, I know he wasn't first choice, but they're losing players to us Fulham I think are going to win it, I can't, I can't see Fulham dropping enough points to slip away from that top they, they remind me of Norwich last year and the time before when we think we first came down where they were just too strong I, f- I feel there's a great chance of second place I, okay. I f- and if we don't I, I can't see why not playoffs but yeah, So we get... both
1: agreed on playoffs
0: then Well no, I'm, I'm thinking second I'll I'll be honest with you I'm thinking second especially with Campbell coming back as well he could really kick us on but you've already mentioned it will go into the next game which is Doncaster but then obviously we'll mention Fulham after so Doncaster midweek what's your expectations on that is it going to be another cup run are we going to get to another final
1: I I, I mean obviously you'd be very disappointed if they didn't beat Doncaster and and I think he will uh, play uh, a very different side as much as he can because he'll rest some players The likes of Danny Barton, Chester will come back in, Adam Davies will come in goal, Alfie Doughty will probably get a run out, Tom Ince will get a run out. I'd like to see Porter get another start. Um, I think he'll leave a few experienced players on, because he'll have to, but I I do think we should have, even if they played two or three of the kids as well, I think we should have enough to beat Doncaster. I hope it is another good cup run, because there's no doubt that that cup run brought through the likes of Collins and Suter last time, so yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. What about you?
0: yeah, I've got, I've got a feeling of a good cup run. Depending on who we get again, I'm hoping if we get past Doncaster, I want a Premier League side, mainly Arsenal, to try and knock them out because that'll just yeah. make me here. To be honest, good cup run can always can transfer into the league. Did last season, like you've like you already said, last season I think he saved us in many ways because because good young players came through, which which massively improved our first choice eleven. So if we can do it again and Porter comes on and really impresses, he could be the backup for Powell, maybe, When yeah. if he gets an injury or, or replace him off the bench. So it's always a good thing to get these young lads to come through. And I, I feel like if we don't get past Doncaster, I will be disappointed. But where it's a free hit, gets experience in young lad legs and gets players who don't play, keeps them happy and keeps them on board. Because I've, I've got to be honest, I think Adam Dav- Davis has been very unlucky because of course before get pipped all the time by another goalkeeper and it seems like he, he just seems very unlucky since he's come down. yeah he does right so now we'll move on to the big the big question can we get something against Fulham
1: we can and we're due to get something against Fulham there's a sneaking this could be the fact that Arsenal have lost we've won I think we'll get a draw by the same token I wouldn't be surprised if we lost but I do think we're more than capable of holding our own there I'm getting a result, whether that's a draw, I'm not dreaming of a win, but I, I mean, you've got Mitrovic, who's going to really test the metal of our defence, um, alone, without looking at the other players, but uh, I'm going for a draw.
0: You're going for a draw? Yeah,
1: you?
0: I'm going, going for a 1-0 one one win. I'm going Pardon? for a win. I'm going for a win.
1: Do you know this grape juice you're on, it's very strong.
0: <laughs> I do, i just got a feeling we'll win. I don't, I don't know why it's like when Forest, I thought they were going to lose yesterday I'll be honest because it tends to be stoked yeah where, Lord, show yeah, where we play against a, a good side we perform against a weaker team we, we just disappear but I've got a feeling that you know we're fallen with with the way they're, they're playing well and don't get me wrong they're the best side on paper in the league without a question but I've just got a, a feeling the way we're playing we're, we're on energy at the moment we're flying and I think the confidence could drag us past Fulham. Because I think they'll look at us and go, oh, it's stout, they used to be good years ago. And I think we'll shock them. I do. Well,
1: I hope so. I hope you're right. I
0: think, and I think it'll be suitor as well.
1: I think, it, I think
0: it'll be a cornered goal. I really do.
1: Well, this is
0: good. Yeah, we do. Have you got the lottery numbers? No. Okay. <laughs> I'd gone that far, yet. no. <laughs> Just put Suta four times. Daft things do come in, do <laughs> But yeah, it's been a, it's been a fantastic weekend, and we'll quickly move on to a bit of negative news, but it's good, positive news for other people, just not so much me, which is... Uh... Oh, well, I
1: don't think it's negative news at all, because um, I, it's a chance for me to say that uh, you lost by seven. No, I, I don't know what uh, the results were, but I will say that, um, you know, as, as most people have probably heard by now, and seen the wailing of you know, gnashing of teeth and wailing tears that Ian didn't make the sort of the council. He was one of the lucky losers. And I'm very sorry, Ian, because I genuinely think you would have made a difference. But as you say, there'll be other people who are are on who who will make a difference too. So for those people that voted for you, you owe them all a drink. And... um, that's me uh, no, seriously. for all the people that voted for you I'm sure they'll be disappointed but they'll have voted for somebody else that's got on and I hope you don't give up Ian because we need fresh blood and uh, people like yourself with a sense of humour but with a love of the club it's very important that people like yourself and even younger people get on so please don't give up
0: I won't be giving up, I'll be back on it next year um, I-, I want to thank everybody who did vote for me and I would buy a drink but I'm skint <laughs> i will be having to go next year which is filled me with confidence that i might go well, well i will go d- d- again next year i made a mistake on my entrance email because i didn't i, d- I didn't know that it was that, that was it <laughs> so I did, yes, I, you were very short and <laughs> succinct in, in your one sentence i think that probably
1: went against you
0: yeah it did go against me because I, I thought that you, that was just an application then you yeah you'll have to send an email or what you intend to do whatever i didn't expect it just to be that one email so i've sort of shot myself in the foot but to get close with that has filled me full of confidence as well so i I will be up up for it next year and i guarantee you we're gonna get that museum it's on hold for a year but next year it's back on Brilliant. Well, we'll both be old enough to go in it then. I'm old <sighs> enough now, but you'll be old enough then. <laughs> uh, not there, uh, not so quite yet. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 well, that's been another podcast, do I think it's been a very positive week. I hope everybody's has had a great weekend and especially a great week. We we got a tough match, of course, on Tuesday against Doncaster, but we've got uh, for me one of the biggest battles that i have known at Stoke for a long time against Fulham. People are going. I was, I'm going. I might be going myself. I'm going to see if we can get things sorted and I hope people enjoy it and get themselves down. Are you going, Anne?
1: I will be going, and uh, I am very much looking forward to it. And one last thing, when the Arsenal last had a decent team, I think it started with Bolden Dixon from Stoke, yeah. and now they've got another young person from Stoke, well, from Chesterton, Aaron Ramsdale, and I wish him every success at Arsenal. Um, I hope he, he performs really, really well, because that'll mean every other team shooting at them, and he'll
0: get a lot of practice. Yeah, he'll get plenty of practice. And then when Arsenal get relegated and we go up, he comes and plays for Stoke. Yeah, I don't think
1: that will happen, but uh, <laughs> we, we won't need him because we'll have uh,
0: Joseph Bursick. He'll replace him in the England team, and that is bang on. And yeah. a great place to a great place to leave it as well. So thanks yeah, for that. Listen, thanks, everybody. Enjoy your week. Doncaster and Fulham, here we come so that's another one done it's been a fantastic week and let's hope that the next week is going to be even better so thanks for listening you know where we are we're on twitter we're on all podcast platforms all good ones too spotify amazon itunes anywhere go on itunes and you like the podcasts please please give us a five star review it goes a long way for me and plus on a special note i want to thank everybody who did vote for me to get onto the supporters council i've missed out this time but don't worry, I'll be back next year and I'll try my damned hardest to make sure that I get a voice for you who listen to the podcast who were a part of my page or any Stoke fan whatsoever if I get voted on next year. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.